So, Summers, today we're going to be going over all of the, I believe, 20 weekly banners. We're going to be going over who's on them, what kind of uh, skills they might have for fodder, or just how strong of heroes they are. Uh, basically, basically attaching uh, a value to each of the 20 weeks so we know exactly which ones are the best ones to go for. And I'm doing this as much for me as I am for you because uh, I am interested to know uh, just which ones I should be saving up for because I'm sure if they're around for a whole week, we'll have time to really get try and get something out of them. So uh, I'm just going to begin with what we're currently on, which is week one. Uh, this is going to run from the 9th, which uh, as of the time we're recording this is yesterday, all the way to the 16th. So uh, on that banner, we have uh, Tiki, Dragon Sion. That's uh, young Tiki. She's uh, the five-star locked version, not adult Tiki, who is three and four-star. So uh, that's good. We have her on there. There's also Lind. Lind is not necessarily the strongest of heroes, but she's not. She's no, no pushover. She's, she's pretty good. And we also have Deirdre. Deirdre is also on this banner. So, I mean, clearly the best person on this banner, uh, for pure combat reasons, is going to be Tiki. Uh, she's a dragon, five-star locked dragon. She isn't necessarily one of the strongest ones, but, you know, just being a dragon in heroes means you're kind of instantly going to be a good unit. Uh, so going over their skills individually, uh, young Tiki, she uh, her her five star her five star itself comes with I believe her her preferred weapon is uh, like the one that's effective against dragons. Yeah, it's Breath of Fog. It's effective against dragons, and every second turn it restores ten HP. So it's like a falchion except it also has adaptive damage to ranged foes. So that's pretty good. And uh, it can be refined to also um, grant a boost of five attack and defense if you are within two spaces of a sword or dragon ally. So not bad. Um, it can also be refined to just, you know, usual plus two to attack, plus three to speed, plus four to defenses, plus five HP. All the ordinary refinements you can get on good weapons, but it'll cost you... Lots of divine do for that. She also comes with growing flame, and uh, who isn't excited for area of effect specials. Tiki also comes with armor blow and breath of life, um, which I'm going to tell you now she isn't going to be one of the ones you are going to fodder off for those skills. So really, Tiki doesn't really have anything for foddering purposes. She actually only comes with like flame tongue at uh, her base level without Breath of Fog, so not, not exactly a skill that's going to be useful on, on many units. Uh, she's she's going to be definitely someone who, if you get her, you're going to want to keep her for combat purposes because there's better people to fodder Armor, Blow, and Breath of Life for. So next, there is Lind. Uh, Lind, as we know, has a very strong stat line of 35-36 uh, offenses. That's 35 attack at base and 36 speed. Quite good. She comes with Aura. And it's funny because uh, she has she can do the weapon evolution to Dark Aura. <clears throat> and, or she can refine either Dark Aura or Ordinary Aura uh, the usual ways. So going over each of those individually, if she sticks with Aura and she uh, refines Aura to its special effect... It will read, at start of turn, grants plus six to adjacent magic and staff allies for one turn, 
If unit is within two spaces of a magic or staff alley grants, attack speed plus five during combat. So that's pretty good. Um, I mean, it's a nice little buff for her. Alternatively, you can give her Dark Aura, which is kind of the opposite. Um, dark Aura, if you are fine on a Dark Aura, it becomes grants adjacent allies who use swords, axes, lances, dragon stones, or beast damage, plus six to their next uh, actions, plus six to attack. Start of each turn, so the last one was magic and staff, this one's kind of everything else. And if unit is then two spaces of a sword, lance, axe, dragon, or beast ally, grants attack speed plus five during combat. So, all depends on what team you're building, uh, you'll want different weapons. She also comes with ardent sacrifice, speed plus three, and fortify resistance. So, much like Kiki, if we're going to be using Lind, it isn't going to be for her foddering prowess because all of her fodder skills kind of suck that's just kind of the fact i mean you're not going to want to kill a five star for speed plus three or, or ardent sacrifice neither of those is going to be a good plan for you so lind uh she's she's pretty good thanks to her offensive stat line you can work with that pretty well uh lastly we have deirdre deirdre comes with the uh, holy, the Divine Naga, not Holy Naga, the Divine Naga Tome. Uh, and if you find that to its special effect, it'll read effective against dragon foes, neutralizes foes' bonuses during combat, and disables foes' skills that calculate damage using the lower of foes' defense or resistance. At start of turn, at start of combat, if, if unit's resistance is greater than or equal to foes' resistance plus three, grants uh, plus three to all stats during combat. So, this is a pretty good effect because it really builds her to be uh, fantastic against dragons. So, Divine Naga at base is effective against dragons and it neutralizes bonuses, which is good. But if you refine it, it also trumps. Uh, adaptive damage so dragons can no longer target Deirdre's much much lower defense they will still be forced to go after her resistance which is one of the best in the game so the this really does make her especially good against dragons and thanks to her super high resistance uh when she fights people she's likely to get plus three to all of her stats because her resistance is super good she also comes with ardent sacrifice um which is not necessarily the best, but she also comes with quick repost and speed play, two very good skills that you can give people uh, if you want. Deirdre at least can make fantastic fodder if you aren't interested in using her. Personally, I have a Deirdre. I like to use her from time to time just because her resistance makes her good against some dangerous blue mages. So this banner has a few things going for it. It has Tiki, who's pretty strong. Uh, it has Lind, who's a who's a decent, capable fighter, and has Deirdre, who I know I just I just really like Deirdre. Obviously, people like Deirdre. She won the voting gauntlet, but I think this is an okay banner, but it isn't necessarily anything that you're gonna get super excited for. So moving on to the next week, uh, we have Celica, Delthea, and Jenny, and of course this is ordinary Celica, an ordinary Delthea, an ordinary Jenny, not any of their special versions. So, as for Celica, Celica has um, that really uh, workable stat spread. She doesn't have too high of defenses. Uh, she has enough allocated to her offenses that she can be potent, but her real uh, strength 
comes from her personal uh, preferred weapon. So Ragnarok is if unit has 100% HP at the start of combat, you receive plus 5 to attack and speed. And if you're attacking, you'll receive 5 damage after combat. So this is okay. Um, but the problem is that it only works when you're at 100% health. And, I mean, after one round of combat, you're not going to be at 100% health because your defenses are low enough, you will be taking damage from whoever hits you. And if you're not, uh, and if you attack first, maybe you can one-shot them because Caselic is a huge nuke. Um, but you're not going to be doing anything, you know, real specific afterwards because you'll receive the 5 damage after combat and you'll lose the attack speed plus 5 buff. So, if you want this, you really need to refine Ragnarok. If you refine Ragnarok to its effect, which, quite frankly, is the best refinement for it, it'll read, grants attack speed plus 5 during combat. That's a flat buff. After combat, if you attack, it deals 5 damage to you. At start of combat, if your HP is less than or equal to 80%, you get attack speed plus 7 during combat. So this basically grants you attack speed plus 5 as a flat bonus during combat. After combat, you'll take five damage to your uh, your your health. Take you'll lose five, and that uh, can help you chip down into brazen range because at brazen range, at eighty percent HP, you'll get brazen attack speed just from the effect of Ragnarok. Uh, there's a lot of really good builds that are just you know triple attack speed, uh, brazen attack speed, and if she gets to that point has has you know desperation then she's gone you're going to lose she will win <laughs> needless to say uh she's a strong hero as for fodder she has blazing light which not exciting but she also comes with distant defense which is a pretty good skill to, for foddering purposes so if you want to fodder that to someone Celica makes a good bet overall uh, I think Celica is one of the better heroes uh, that is appearing, has appeared on, ban on these weekly banners so far. Uh, I'm excited. I hope I get her. Next, we have Delphia. Delphia is a, the infantry blue mage version, always been five-star locked. Uh, we don't really think of her as being one of the strongest ones, but she is pretty good, uh, at least if you look at her stats. She has a 36-34 offensive spread, and she... Min-maxes her defense in favor of her resistance, which, you know, it's useful to at least have one specialty. Uh, Delphia comes with Dark Aura, which we already talked about with Lind. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a weapon. If you like it, you like it. If you can use it, you can. She also comes with Miracle, which you're not going to want to fodder her off to get some Miracle. But she does have Death Blow 3 and Drive Attack 2. Neither of those are skills that, you know, you'd like to be foddering Delphia off for. But if you have to, I mean, she can. Uh, overall, Delphia, she's decently good, but it's really only her stats that make her good. Uh, Dark Aura isn't necessarily the best of weapons, and her fodder, uh, while being good, isn't supreme. So if you get a Delphia and you want to keep her, that's fine. She is pretty strong, I admit. I, I would like to have a Delphia. I don't have one. Uh, I don't think I bothered going for her when her banner first came around. Um, but that doesn't mean Delphia isn't good, just because I don't have her. Delphia is pretty strong. She's she's one of the better uh, blue mages in the game, just thanks to her strong stat line. Lastly on this banner, we have Jenny. Jenny is Jenny. She is 
essentially just Rathal Staff fodder. Uh, but if you want to give her Rathal Staff, uh, I want to give Rathal Staff to anyone, Jenny does it well. But if you don't want to do this, she does have Gravity Plus, which is one of the best st stabs of the game. Physic Plus, which is a nice support skill. Uh, Imbue Heavenly Light. Raffle Staff. She can get a Razzle Dazzle build really easily. Or she can give someone a Razzle Dazzle build easily. Whichever happens. You can you can just fodder paint, uh, ordinary gravity to someone from, you know, 4 star. I don't know, 4 star. I think that is on Lissa. 4 star Lissa. Give someone gravity. Then you can just fodder gravity plus, and then the three states of Rathal Staff. All at once, instantly buff any any uh, healer you have. So, decent. Uh, Jenny is not a strong hero, but she makes fantastic fodder. Uh, overall, this banner, I think, definitely beats the last one. And the last banner, Tiki, was... Tiki's pretty strong. She isn't the strongest, though. There's a lot of red units who are better than her. Uh, Lind is heavily outclassed by Delthea, and Deirdre, good as she is, I don't think she quite makes up for just the raw uh, good fodder you can get on Jenny or the nuking talents of, of Selica. I think this banner is week two, a little better than week one, um, just because I don't think Lind is that good. Moving on for week three, week three consists of Sigurd who is a uh, cavalry sword unit, as we all know. Nephany. Nephany is the person who you usually think of when you're talking about Wrath as a skill, her and her Dauntless Lance. And Julia, who you'll recognize as being very similar to Deirdre, almost as if they are related. So, um, beginning, we had Deirdre week one, only fitting we have Sigurd here finally coming up in week three. With uh, Julia, who he is not technically related to, uh, Sigurd, <clears throat> I get my page to load. He comes with the divine weapon Tearfing. Uh, it's the divine Tearfing form because Seleth came with the ordinary Tearfing. So Tearfing grants resistance plus three, and if you're in combat against a magic foe, uh, you receive fifty percent less damage from the first attack. This is really good. And thanks to uh, Crusader's Ward, his B-slot, you receive 80% uh, less damage from the second consecutive attack onward. Uh, by, yeah, so if you get attacked by a magic unit, thanks to Divine Tearfang, first hit will only deal half damage, and then all the hits after that will only deal 20% damage. So he is huge anti-magic guy. Very strong. He comes with Miracle, which, once again, you're not going to want to fodder him for Miracle. He also has Close Defense 3, which is a fantastic skill, and Speed Smoke, which is also good. Um, Sigurd only has 17 resistance, which make, which means he'll really be relying on his skills to save against magic foes, but that's okay because he has a 35-32 offensive spread, which is more than decent, and he has, like, 75 physical bulk. He is more than capable of holding his own, and thanks to his great kit, it's funny how they kind of built him in Heroes to be the perfect check against Arvis, which I find to be hilarious given the context of FE4. So the third, the second unit, rather, on this banner is Nephany. Nephany, as we all know, has Wrath, the, the C-slot, 
that was uh, one of the predictions I made that was obvious on like the Wrath banner, of course, it's going to be her. Uh, but she comes with Dauntless Lance as her preferred weapon, which is basically a 16 might slaying lance that's also effective against armored foes, which is quite good. <clears throat> and uh, you can refine that effect, you can refine Dauntless Lance to accelerate special trigger by one, which is, you know, slaying lance. Also, still effective against armored foes, but it also grants you speed defense plus four in the enemy phase, which while speed having speed in the enemy phase is not necessarily the, the greatest of effects, defense is very welcome. And it's just strong. It's just a good, good, solid preferred weapon. Nephany also comes with Moonbow, attack speed two, which, you know, while it isn't necessarily the greatest of skills, it does work well on a lot of, uh, you know, healers who really just want to have their offenses buffed. If you're like a Razzle Dazzle healer. And it only comes on five-star units. And all the rest of them who aren't Nephany are all seasonal. So, works well if you uh, want to flatter that off. She also comes with Wrath, which is, as we all know, pretty coveted skill. Then she's one of the only units who comes with it. Nephany overall, very good hero for both combat purposes and fodder. Uh, lastly, we have Julia. Julia is um, very similar to Deirdre. I have a, a plus three Julia because I keep getting pity broken by her. I've been pity broken by her four times. Uh, so base Naga is effective against dragons and grants plus two to defense resistance when it's when you're uh, attacked. So plus two death res in enemy phase. Uh, if you want to refine the Naga Tome to its effect. It's effective against dragons. You get plus two to defense resistance during the enemy phase. You also uh, negate adaptive damage from dragons. And you can also uh, negate damage from uh, staff weapons. And you can you can adapt, you can negate wrathful staff also. And you can counterattack regardless of range. So the Nagatome's refine is very strong. Uh, so it's kind of a kind of a really big decision if you want to go for Naga or Divine Naga. Divine Naga is also good, but Ordinary Naga is no slosh. They're both very good weapons. It all depends on, uh, do you want to be able to counterattack dragons at melee range versus do you want to, you know, get plus three to your stats when you're fighting someone who has less resistance. It's, they're both good options. So Julia also comes with Resistance plus 3 and Breath of Life 3. Two skills you're not really going to want to be foddering to anyone. She has Dragon Fang, which is good, but it also comes with other, he other heroes. Overall, uh, Julia, very similar to Deirdre, but she is unique in that she has the Naga Tome and not just the Divine Naga. She can also get Divine Naga. Uh, it's a weapon evolution you can do. It's like a side grade. Um, it really depends on what you most want. So... Week 3 is very good because Sigurd is a strong hero. Nephany, also strong. Julia, also strong. Sigurd and Nephany also have very strong um, fodder in terms of what they can offer. And uh, overall, that's pretty good. I think this is a good banner here. I think it beats out Week 1 and Week 2 purely because Sigurd and Nephany are both really strong and they have fantastic fodder. And Julia... While 
Uh, I thought Deirdre was strong. Julia just has more options available to her. So even though I like Deirdre better as a hero, uh, Julia is in the pushover. She she has just more weapons at her disposal compared to her mother. So week four, uh, week four will have Len on it. It'll also come with Hector. This is, of course, base Hector. Um, base Hector. And Lynn, as in... Uh, <laughs> I know it's a, it's another Lynn. We have two Lynns on this banner. This is Brave Lynn. So uh, the Lynn from Choose Your Legends Round 1, the, the Cavalry Bow Lynn. Uh, so Ordinary Lynn, she's an infantry uh, infantry sword user with her, her soul, Catty. She's quite good, I think, at least. Her, her big issue comes from her attack is very low. She only has 28 attack. But she does have a whopping 37 speed, and she has decent mixed bulk, despite having low HP. So you're definitely going to want to hopefully get a, a plus attack version of her if you're going to use her at all. So Soul Catty, it's a 16 my preferred weapon, and it has a special effect. If you refine it to the special effect, uh, base base Soul Catty, is, if Wielder initiates combat at 50% or less HP, follow-ups occur immediately, so it's like um, desperation there. However, if you refine it to its effect, it goes all the way up to 75%. So if you attack, if you initiate combat at 75%, any follow-up attacks you might do occur immediately. And if you initiate against uh, a combat, if you initiate combat against a foe that can counter, and you're at 75% or less HP, you'll make a guaranteed follow-up attack. So this is just a strong, uh, her, her low speed, her low attack really cripples her here, but Soul Caddy's effect is really good, where if you're under 75 HP, you will always make uh, a, a follow-up attack, and your follow-up attacks will always occur immediately. So that's really good. So it's like if you're if you're a little bit hurt, you will deal lots of damage. Like you will you will you will attack twice and you will do it immediately. So it's good. She's just really hindered by her low might. So if you're going to use her, uh, she comes at base with Defiant Attack 3 and Spur Speed, which she's going to need some boost to her uh, attack, but Defiant Attack is not the way to do it. She also comes with Astra and Gale Force as special skills, which are both very good. Make great fodder if you want if you want to give those away. Uh, overall, though, Lynn can be very good if you just pack other better skills on her. Like uh, a double brazen attack would really help because once she hits uh, the range for her weapon to kick in, her brazens will be working. And then she'll get, say, if you're using attack speed twice or attack defense twice, which is a lot easier to come by, just a four star Aries. Then you'll get plus 14 to your attack. It is plus 14, right? You'll get a, you get a big boost to your attack and to your speed of your defense, which are both things that she can use. So, uh, yeah, she's good, but she just needs higher, higher attack because her lowest attack is what really holds her back. But if you want, you can give her, like, a double brazen, and she'll get plus 14 to attack and whatever else you want. It's strong. Thanks to Soul Caddy. She's just, herself, is kind of weak. So, uh, next, there is uh, Original Hector. We know Original Hector is very strong. That's... Never really been contested. 
uh, <laughs> people often say that uh, the reason Hector is so popular is just because original Hector was such a good fighter. Uh, because in actual his game, he's considered to be really strong, even though he isn't actually that good in FE7. He's just kind of unique. So despite being uh, with the game since launch, Hector still has the third highest attack, uh, not attack, third highest HP in the game. He has 52 HP, which is really high. He has 36 attack, and he has 37 defense. And those stats are all so high because he sacrifices his less important stats, like his speed and his resi his resistance. So uh, Hector, really good. We know him best for... Uh, his R mods, usage ordinary R mods. Um, if you you make a guaranteed follow up attack when you are attacked at eighty percent HP or less, which is a good, uh, very strong effect. Kind of gives you uh, a superior cooker post. However, uh, you can also do the side grid. Give him berserk R mods, which uh, accelerates your special cooldowns like a slang axe. And if your HP is at 75% and your special triggers by attacking, you get special cooldown plus one at start of turn, and it deals plus 10 damage. So it's like a uh, wool gun effect, it's like a wrath effect. Yeah, it's like it's like built-in wrath. It's just Berserk Armods and Armods are both great weapons, whichever you want to run on him. Uh, they are both, their builds you can do with both of them to make them good. Hector also comes with Pavis and Goad Armor, which... I mean, Pavis is not the best, but Goat Armor certainly is good. But he's most well-known for Distant Counter. You can fodder Distant Counter off to whoever you want. And uh, he's one of the, the least expensive heroes to fodder off for, just because he's been with us so long. You've probably at least gotten one version of him so far. So the last unit who comes on this Week 4 banner, I believe I said it was, Week 4 banner, is Brave Lynn. Bravelin, as we know, comes with uh, Mule Gear as her weapon, which uh, negates bonuses on magic users and grants speed plus three and as a bow's effect against flying units. Quite uh, a lot of text there. I wish that there were the, the Swift Mule Gear upgrade you could get it for because that's a slightly better weapon, but either way, Mule Gear is good. She also has Draconic Aura, which, you know, not nothing great for fodder there. But she has Swift Sparrow 2, which is good, plus 4 to attack speed during player phase combat. Sakae's Blessing, which um, basically negates Distant Counter, and everyone except for Dragons. And attacks Moke 3, which helps increase her survivability, and it's just a really good thing to have on anyone. Basically, a great unit to have for both fodder and attack. Um, she's been getting steadily worse and worse as, as the game progresses, just because when dragons got better, it made Sakae's Blessing a little bit less desirable. But that doesn't mean that she isn't still strong. So just because she isn't as good as she once was, she's still pretty good. So that's week four. Um, heck, uh, Lin is kind of weak, but if you can uh, increase her attack enough, then... I mean, Soul Caddy, she's going to be strong. Hector, as we all know, fantastic fodder. Give anyone distant counter, pretty much makes them better. And Lynn, Brave Lynn, we all know what she's capable of because we were haunted by her in the arena uh, basically ever since she came out. <laughs> Overall, 
good banner to have uh, anything on. The next banner, um, the week five banner, we're turning things back a little bit. You know, the banners have been getting a little bit better. Week one's kind of okay. Week two is a little better. Week three is really good. Week four, really good, especially for foddering purposes. Uh, week five, we're gonna we're gonna tone it back. So, week five has Ike, Ike, and Mist. So that's uh, red infantry Ike, green infantry Ike, and Mist. Yeah, Ike, Ike, and Ike, brave Ike, and Mist. So, on ordinary Ike, he comes with Ragnall, of course. Uh, Ragnall is just your usual 16 might um, distant counter weapon. He also comes with Ether, which is a good skill to have. It's one of the best specials for a lot of situations. Uh, he also has Heavy Blade, which was more sought after until it became a Sacred Seal because it's, it fits better in the seal slot. And he also comes with Swordbreaker, which, of course, is on, I believe, two units at four star. So, good, but not the best for foddering purposes. And he used to be a lot better, but he's been getting progressively worse. So even though his stats are pretty good, I mean, he has he has a big HP pool. He has 74 physical bulk. He has uh, 35 attack and 31 speed. Even though he has seemingly pretty good stats, he's really weak to magic. Um, and just in general... He doesn't really have a ton that sets him apart. I will say, though, Ike is still a pretty good fighter if you want to use him. Uh, next, you're moving on to Brave Ike. As we know, uh, Brave Ike was from Choose Your Legends round one. Quite a good hero. Uh, personally, he was my favorite hero out of the first round of Choose Your Legends just because I really liked um, the Orc's Blessing as a skill. And, uh, of course... Through Dragons, he has now become one of the mo most uh, highly sought-after foddering units in the game. Him and uh, Kiki and her Fierce Breath. Uh, but yeah, overall, Ike, Brave Ike, he comes with Irvan, which negates uh, damage from consecutive attacks by up to uh, 80%. Helps increase his survivability by a lot. Um, Steady Breath, incredible fodder. He has Aether, more incredible fodder. He has Bjork's Blessing, which negates Cavalry and Flyer Emblem. And he has um, Threaten Defense in the Sea Slot, which, while it isn't necessarily the greatest fodder in the game, I still appreciate quite a bit. So, thanks to all that, his uh, natively high physical bulk at uh, 78, his pretty good attack at 36 base. I mean, Ike doesn't leave a ton to be desired. He's really good. I think Brave Ike is still one of his best forms. And he's Vastly superior to the last unit on this banner, which is Mist. Mist, there's almost nothing good to say about her. All of her stats suck except for her resistance, which is okay. Her weapon is slow plus, which is not that good. Recover plus is, a, is an okay support skill. Um, but Imbue and Miracle, not trying to say for him. Spur defense resistance too. Also not that great. Overall, uh, Colorless was good in week two and week four with Jenny and uh, Brave Lynn. It's not good in week five. Do not go for colorless in week five. You don't want mist. So uh, this one is a bit of a step back because sure, Ike is good. He has ether as fodder, um, but all of like like his other skills, like heavy blade, kind of is less desirable fodder now that it's available in a sacred seal and swordbreaker. Other units can do it. 
who are less expensive. He's still a decent combat unit if you want. You just got to find a way to save him from mages. Uh, Brave Ike, I still think he's an incredible unit. I still really like him. I still run him whenever I can. Uh, if you want, you can make good use out of Brave Ike. And uh, Mist is not good. So this is a little bit of a step back banner. It's a little bit less incredible compared to like the week four one, just because this one doesn't ha doesn't have like a Hector. It has Brave Ike, which is kind of equivalent. Um, but I just think in general this is a much worse banner compared to some of the other ones we've had so far. I like it how they aren't just getting better and better and better. There are actual varying degrees of good for each of the banners. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to cut it off here. I'm going to cut it off with just the first five weeks of banners. This time I'll I'll do. Maybe the next five eventually, just as a separate episode, then just continuing on. Just because, I mean, it's already over half an hour long, <laughs> and only five banners through. But uh, this will keep you set for over a month of information on the weekly banners. So that's good. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope it helps you um, make a good decision on what banners to summon on upcoming on the weekly banners. Uh, remember, if you want to reach out to the show, you can do that at our subreddit of r slash phaeology. You can also email the show directly at phaeology at gmail.com or ilialador at gmail.com to talk to me. If you'd like to chat, uh, you can do that on Discord at ilialador, hashtag 1130. Just send a friend request to that. I will answer. We can talk about things. Remember, you can also send us voice messages through Anchor. It's a lot of fun here to have to say. That's at anchor.fm slash phaeology slash message. It's in the show notes. Lastly, if you appreciate the show and want to support it, you can do that through Anchor at anchor.fm slash phaeology to show your phaeology spirit for as little as a dollar a month. Hope you all have a wonderful day and schedule another appointment with your phaeologists real soon. Take care.